0: Praise the Lord and welcome to Cross Time with Pastor Curtis. I'm Pastor Curtis Hutchinson on this beautiful Monday morning here in Queen City, Texas. In the office here in the studio, we're just so glad to be gathered around God's Word discussing the fear, the secret, and the fear of the Lord. It's been a great few sessions. We've had four <clears throat> today. We'll be part five and we just hope that you get your Bibles and follow along with us today as you're going to see some amazing things. And I really, what I really hope is that uh, God would be uh, found among his church more and more waking up the people of God to sound doctrine. The church has been without, for the most part, been without sound doctrine for many, many years. The, The message of the cross, the gospel, has to be center stage. It has to be... The focus, <clears throat> if Jesus is going to be the focus. You see, it's not just Jesus, it's the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible tells us not to be striving together for Jesus, but to be striving together for the faith of the gospel. The gospel is what makes us all about Jesus. And uh, the Lord is waking his people up to the reality of, of this, that at the end of the day, if God didn't do something, such as heal a physical body, or something that men can obviously see that we don't just say he did, but it can't be seen, then at the end of the day what we have is either sound doctrine filling our hearts and the increased knowledge of Jesus Christ and His grace growing us or we just have really nothing so uh, grab your bibles it's very important that you follow along in the word of god when you hear someone sharing the word of god because we are living in the greatest moments of deceitfulness and deception the world i believe has ever known because everything is intensifying everything is increasing along with the revelation of Jesus Christ and him crucified, but also the, the deceptions and the deceitfulness. It's like the devil, he, he don't have to hide anymore. He's out in the streets glorying and, and, all, and, and all of it's shame right before everybody's eyes and making a lot of people, I mean, uh, here's one example. You know, Christians now sitting at home uh, watching all these shows and all these movies where almost all of them have abomination things that God calls abominations to him in it. And it's desensitizing our our focus. It's desensitizing the very church because we are not found striving for the gospel. Recently, someone told me of a good message. They heard a preacher preaching about what the parents should be doing uh, with and to their children certain measures, and it was all scriptural, but this is the problem in the church today, my friends, that the church, we've got a Bible, and we see what the Bible says to do, but what we've yet, and, and we yet to realize that in that same Bible comes the how to do, the what to do's. <clears throat> and if we're not learning, not just Listen, you can't just tell me what I need to do. You got to tell me how I'm gonna get that done. You you can't just tell me uh, uh, what to do to 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 make my family better, and giving me scriptures. You got to tell me how that's gonna work for me. And don't just say just do it, because more than likely you're not just doing it. And if you are just doing it, then there's something else you are not doing it. And another great example, years ago, a lady, uh, was around me for one weekend, a few meetings we were having, not church meetings, off years ago on a, on a, on a business trip I was on with my secular job. And I was, uh, talking about the word, talking about the Lord in front of people. And, and after the meeting, she approached me and said, I, I wish I had the boldness to do that. And, uh, uh, and later I asked her, you know, well, how, how do you manage? She was a faithful church member wherever, I don't remember. And, and I told her, what do you do when you come in, when someone comes in your church and, and, and they've got an alcohol or a drug problem and, and uh, you, you, what do you tell them? How do you tell them they can be free from that? And she told me, she said, well, you know, they just can will it. They can will it to be done. And I'm thinking, well, if that's the case, then you could just will yourself to be bold, a bold witness for the Lord. See, we we tell folks what to do but because we don't really ourselves know how to do it, then we're, we're in as big a mess as they are. So all these preachers telling everybody what they ought to be doing, but they're not pointing them to Calvary because if we're not going through Calvary, if our faith, I'm not talking about we believe the cross happened, if, I, if we're not trusting and yielded to the truth of Jesus dying for us and us dying with him, then we're not ever going to be able to do in the Bible what all the what-to-dos are there for us to do if we don't know how to do all the what-to-dos. And that's the problem in the church today. I, I got a Bible. I can see what to do, but... but Also in the Bible, and it's not hidden, it's there right before us, but our flesh doesn't like it. And and so much, for the most part, when Christians hear how, in the only way it's going to get done, the will of God being carried out for you, your marriage, your children, whatever the case may be, we run from it because unknowingly we think we can do it. Paul had the same problem after he was born again, filled with the Spirit of God. He thought now he could obey the law. He could do the law. He could do the Word. He found out he couldn't. And he, he was, ended up realizing he was still just a miserable, wretched old man that still needed the saving power of God's grace through the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. What an intro today. Praise the Lord. So anyway, here we are this morning on the fourth day of December 2023 in the Word of God. How precious is that? And we're in 2 Corinthians chapter 7, part uh, verse 1, rather, 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 1. And this morning, we're going to again go a little bit further into what we discussed in the last session, being that. Holiness is perfected in the fear of the Lord so that we can be in the process of cleansing ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and the spirit. That's the whole process. If, Because we have these promises, is what the Bible here says, having therefore these promises, I'm not teaching the last few sessions. You'll have to go listen to them. You can find them all on the Curtis Hutchinson 316 YouTube channel. Please subscribe so you'll get alerted when we upload uh, teaching sessions or worship services. Or you can find them on uh, the website, thecrosswaychurch.com. But let's read this this morning together and believe the, the Lord is going to impart truth into our hearts today. Having, therefore, these promises, the ones mentioned at the end of chapter 6, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit. And here, then he tells us how it's going to happen. Perfecting holiness in the fear of of God perfecting holiness in the fear of God and and, and I'm and listen if you want to do a great study do a study on the fear of the Lord that is where everything is found because that is where you're going to find yourself holding acknowledging the secret that was a mystery all throughout the old ages but has been now revealed in Christ and him crucified and you're gonna find yourself with that secret and God making known to you his covenant let's read really the main springboard scripture this morning for this whole series which is Psalms 25 and 14 the secret of the Lord is with them who fear him and he shows them his covenant you see there's something special about that phrase, the fear of the Lord. But it's not just the phrase, it's what that phrase actually means. What, the way God sees when the phrase, the fear of the Lord, that is something in the heart of man. In yesterday's message, uh, which was part two of the builders of the walls, uh, we see where Nehemiah was praying to God in the first chapter and asking, asking him, to help him with his fear of the Lord, help him, with his, help him to fear the Lord. And the psalmist also would write, teach me the fear of the Lord. And I, I made up a, a new little uh, note session here for this teaching series that I'm doing, and I have a couple of Bible verses I want to share with you this morning concerning the fear of the Lord from the Old Testament. The first one, and there's a lot more than this. A lot more that you'll find out is where you're going to find God at work. God moving and having his way in the hearts and the lives of his people. Watch this now. In Exodus chapter 20, verse 20, we see the Bible telling us that, And Moses said unto the people, Fear not. And he's talking about fear not to the point where you run away in fright watch fear not because god is come to prove you and that his fear may be before your faces that you sin not get that that his fear may be before your faces that you sin not see if god's fear is before our faces. That means in the forefront of our minds, which is the value of his worth, his love to us, our love now to him because he shed his love abroad in our hearts and it's only with that love that we can love him in return. So his fear may be before our faces that you sin not. So we see this holiness is perfected in the fear of the Lord. That means if his value, his worth, his, his estimated value and worth to us is proper being scripturally as it will always point us to the cross because there's where we see the, the, the value of God's worth to us as his children. Oh, you can see the beauty of God's creation and know there is a God But you can never know him until you see him through the lens of Jesus Christ and what he did on the cross in dying for you to forgive you of your sins and to make a new creation in him for you. You're a new creation in Christ. A new creation in Christ, meaning in his work of death on the cross now here's the other verse in Joshua and I could have went and listed a whole lot of these things but I have somewhere else I believe the Lord is leading me today that you will very much appreciate here in a few moments Joshua chapter 24 verse 14 says now therefore fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in truth you see serving the Lord we cannot do it bound under the fear of men, which is a, a massive boatload of what denomination, the denominational church world is about. The, 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 the exaltation of men and the positions of men. and Make no mistake about it, we should honor pastors and elders and, of churches as long as their positions have the fruit of what the early church positions in the church look like all this new made-up stuff today it's a bunch of man control it's a bunch of men controlling things so watch this now therefore fear the lord and serve him in sincerity and in truth see this is only going to take place in the fear of the lord Let me me say it again. That little two-letter word, "i I-N, always points to a place. In. In this cup is the drink that's in it. The drink is not out here. The drink is in the cup. I'm in this room. I'm in this chair. In is a location. So the fear of the Lord is a place that our heart is in the fear the value God's worth to us are seeking him we value him his worth to us is listen when we say worthy are you worthy are you Lord worthy is the lamb worthy for what worthy for what worthy for us to surrender and yield our hearts to to find his will in his word to carry out his plan. Get this now. More important, God's worth, God's value to us is worth more than us doing our will, our desires, and we begin to ask God, Lord, you give me the desires of my heart. Listen, Joshua said, now, therefore, fear the Lord. It's what, it's what the, the, the word of the Lord is to you and me today as it was to Joshua. Fear the Lord and serve Him. Fear the Lord and serve Him in sincerity and in truth. Do you know that I can be sincere and be sincerely wrong? I can be sure enough to die for something, but, but it be wrong. Do you know that the Holy Spirit is the only one who can give you the assurance according to the scriptures that you need to have? The Holy Spirit is the only one who can present Christ to you as the truth that liberates (coughs) and delivers and guides you into more truth? Do you understand that? And for the Holy Spirit to be able to do any of that, you must first accept the first view in all of your decisions, in all of your going forth. It is He always delivers you unto death. No matter what He's called you to do over here, over there, whatever He's called you to do in ministry or in your family or wherever, he is always not delivering you unto your job or to the he's always delivering us who are alive unto death 2 Corinthians 4:11 because only out of the death of Jesus comes the flow the rivers of living water that Jesus promised we would have flowing from our innermost being you need to under, if if listen we've wondered as a church where are these rivers of living water and the and the charismatic and mm, pentecostalism I'm all for pentecost as long as it's new covenant and we see it in the book of acts but all this charismatic and pentecostalism all in the name of the spirit of god moving and declaring and decreeing And listen, my friends, 90-something percent of that is nothing more than flesh and emotions. And they don't like me for saying that. But they also don't like sound doctrine. And let me say about sound doctrine, what makes doctrine sound is if it's tied to that which made you sound in the beginning. This is why he always, the Spirit of God always delivers us unto death. Because only out of that death flows the rivers of living waters. Not just because we once believed and we still believe the cross of Christ happened. But it's because he always delivers us unto death. We accept that place. We're hidden in him. And anything that we have going on in our lives is because of our faith in that reality. That truth. That reality. That's where that's where we're being made conformable to that's the only place our faith works that's the only place God's love was manifest and shown to us that's the only place the light of the knowledge of the glory of God shines in the face of Christ that is the only place that you will find your abiding in Christ and his word then then and then alone can abide in you. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. So let's finish this verse. Now, therefore, Joshua 24 and 14. Now, therefore, fear the Lord. Not men. Fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in truth. And put away the gods which your fathers served on the side the other side of the flood and in Egypt. And serve ye the Lord. You see, God has found his church again in a mess today, right now. All over the world, men, uh, 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 what's the word, exploiting and defrauding God's people, the way of the Nicolaitans, putting ministers on one level and everybody else down on some lower level. And that is just not pleasing to God. Honor pastors and elders, we do it according to the scriptures. But we do not exalt men, and we do not make men our focus. We do not make men the, 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 uh, the focus. And that is a big problem in the church. I was in the Philippines a couple of years in a row back in 17 and 18, and it is a massive problem there just like it is here. Men go around and they just want to boast in how many churches, how many people under them. Listen, I'm a pastor of a church here in Queen City, Texas, Crossway Church. Nobody's under me. Nobody is under me. We are all striving together for the faith of the gospel. When we get together a couple of times a year at determined camp meeting in somewhere around October every year, and we have determined youth camp, there are not men, preachers, there being exalted higher than other men. We come together and surround ourselves around the Lamb of God, the focus of Jesus Christ and Him crucified, my friends. That is the move of God. When the Lord Jesus Christ, by His Spirit, through Peter and John, healed a man that was lame in his legs, and then the people looked at them as if they did something, Peter said, wait a minute, everybody. Why are you looking at us as though we did this? Jesus did this. Hallelujah. And listen, we might say we might say we're not exalting men. But my friend, if you if we're not exalting the lamb, we're exalting man. There ain't but two avenues. There's not but two avenues. We're exalting the lamb or we're exalting ourselves or someone of someone other. We we got to be careful in all this false honor. The Lord revealed it to me big time this year more than ever before that we can be deceitfully deceived in thinking that we're honoring men but the hidden fleshly lustful thing that's going on there is we're really after them to honor us. It's huge in the church and you got the only way you can escape from all that is to to be determined to know nothing but Christ and Him crucified. You'll honor your preacher, you'll honor your pastor, and you'll honor each other, and you'll be found, uh, you'll be found in a move of God that's unlike anything you've ever, uh, you've ever been in. I promise you when the Lord's able to bring you back to the focus where He's always delivering you, always. The cross is not something in the past. The cross is now. If we don't, take it up, we can't deny ourselves, and if we're not in that process, we cannot follow Christ. That's what Christ said. If a man, any man come after me, he must deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. That's the process, and we'll see that here in this perfecting holiness in the fear of the Lord. You know, the Bible says, and I believe it's Hebrews uh, 12 and 14, thereabouts, you can write, take a note, go look it up later, that unless we're If we're not following after peace and holiness, no man can see the Lord. That means we're not seeing the Lord, and no man's going to see the Lord through us. So if we're not preaching and teaching that which offers man peace and holiness... Can't nobody see the Lord. And let me promise you something this morning. If we're not seeing the Lord, we're not following the Lord. And if we're not following the Lord, it's because we're not taking up our cross. It means our faith is in something other than the cross. And if that's the case, you know why, my friend. I was there for years. It's because self was in control. The flesh, the flesh. Yeah. Oh, Yes, we believe in the cross, but God is now doing. Let me tell you something, my friend. God's. All, let me tell you what he's doing. He, right now in this moment, he's delivering you to death, the death of Jesus for Jesus' sake so that you might be able to express Jesus because you can't do it any other way. Isn't that something? Isn't that special? That very few, and I mean fewer than you can imagine in your little feeble mind, my friend, few want to want, want to uh, uh, hear this. Few, you can show it to the church in the Word of God, and they. What will What will we do if our flesh is in control? We'll run to a man. Well, my preacher. Well, my preacher. That ain't about your preacher. It's about the Word of God. God's bringing a remnant back to the Word of God. The message of the cross is bringing soundness back into the church. The focus of the Lamb is bringing light back into the church. It's causing finally the path God promised would light up more and more. Proverbs 4.18, until that perfect day is taking place. But only those who are seeking the Lamb, only those who are beholding the lamb beholding that image that they're being made conformable to which is the death of jesus philippians 3:10 and then and only then is any christian going from glory to glory you listen to preachers they'll be preaching and shouting on going from glory to glory but the cross won't be involved the death of jesus won't be involved in the message they not going from the glory of god to the glory of god they going from the glory of of man to the glory of man after the flesh putting on a good show entertaining people and the church is paying for it paying to be defrauded paying to be exploited come on now God's raising up a remnant who is learning to be determined not to know learning I say it nobody gets that nobody has got this perfect nobody is living moment by moment In this place of making their calling and election sure. Where the promise is through Peter that you won't fall while that's happening. You won't stumble. You won't fall while that's happening. But we do stumble and we do fall. Which means what? Not that the Bible is a lie. But that we're not moment by moment making our calling and election sure. That's why I have to say we're striving. That's why the Bible tells us in Philippians 1 and 27 to be found striving for the faith of the gospel, which is the faith of Jesus Christ who loved us and gave himself for us. There's not two faiths, there's one faith. Ephesians 4, 5 tells us there's one faith, hallelujah. So the faith of the gospel we're striving for is the faith of Jesus Christ that we live by, Galatians 2 20. Somebody ought to shout this morning. Hallelujah. Somebody, and let me tell you something, God bringing you back to a place of soundness in the scriptures is a mighty move of God. You say, well, how come millions, thousands, and millions aren't hearing this? Well, how come out of millions of, of, of Israelites, when Jesus came to save them, didn't see Him? Because they weren't after. What the Bible was offering. They were after something else through the scriptures. And they couldn't recognize the Savior. You, my friend, the ones God is allowed to bring back to the place where he keeps us by the power of God through faith unto salvation are those who are looking for Christ in the Bible. Not looking for position. Not looking for money. not looking. the preachers of today will say, well, it's about all that it's got all that in it it ain't about all that let me say that again it's it it's got all that instruction in it but it ain't about all that it's about the lamb it's about the lord jesus christ hallelujah as the lamb of god so watch this now we got to stop right there and move on now having therefore these promises dearly beloved Let us cleanse ourselves. See, as a Christian, you're in a cleansing process. You might say, I'm clean, and you'd be right, but you're also being cleansed daily. 1 John 1, 7 through 9. If If we walk in the light, as he is in the light, he's not outside the light, and you don't automatically walk in the light. If we walk in the light... As he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another in the light, and his blood cleanses us from all sin, all unrighteousness. That's a walk. That's walking. That's this this life, this journey as a Christian. If we walk by faith, that means we're walking in the light of who Christ is, his righteousness. Remember, it's the path of righteousness that he leads us in. Uh, Proverbs 8 and 20 says he leads us in the way of righteousness. It's the way of righteousness. He set our feet on the path of righteousness. It's the only path he'll lead us in, and if he's allowed to do it, if we walk in the light, he promised that path would get brighter and brighter and brighter, but only the path of the Righteous. Only the path of the righteous shines more and more. Proverbs 4.18. So let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit. How do we do that? Perfecting holiness in the fear of God. How do we do that? Keep our faith anchored in Calvary's cross because there flows the only cleansing agent that God offers to man to be initially cleansed And to be moment-by-moment cleansed is the blood of Jesus. There is no other cleansing agent. And the Bible here says, let us perfect holiness, and it says perfecting. That's an ongoing, that's an experiential, moment-by-moment, listen, second minute, hour, week, month, year, decade, moment-by-moment moment opportunity for us to be in this process of perfecting holiness meaning maturing and growing in this place of holiness which is our separation from the world and the world being separated from us that's why God tells us in the Word of God in Galatians six fourteen that we are only to boast in the cross of Christ why Because that's where he's always delivering us. Not just to be initially saved, but to experience his saving grace moment by moment. So we can be cleansed moment by moment. So our fellowship can stay what it should be moment by moment. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. So I want to bring this, 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 it's not just a thought, it's a truth from the scriptures to the table today. And that's this. And, and we know that those who follow this ministry and follow other ministries who are preaching sound doctrine, which means they're focused on the cross of Christ, and all scripture is found within that truth of Calvary because Jesus is the living word that went to the cross to lay his life down. The word of God was being tried right there. Do you understand that? The purity of God's word was being tried on Calvary's cross as the lamb was laying his life down as the living word for you and me, for the whole world. The word of God was being tried. It was being, uh, it was being tried to see how pure his word really is. And listen, Jesus being raised on the third day was the declaration of God's holiness. I believe, let's go to Romans chapter 1 while the Lord's putting this in my heart. I believe it's Romans chapter 1 verse 4. Yes, it is. Romans chapter 1 verse 4 and it says here and declared talking about Jesus and declared to be the Son of God with power listen declared to be the Son of God with power according to the spirit of holiness by the resurrection of the dead the resurrection of the dead the resurrection from the dead I'm sorry let's get it right the resurrection of Christ from the dead was this was the declaration of holiness. The spirit of holiness was, was declaring through the resurrection of Christ that Jesus is the Son of God with power. The resurrection, as I preach it every resurrection uh, Sunday every year, the resurrection was just a, a, a huge, I told you so, I told you I was going to suffer and die for the sins of the world, be put to death, and be raised on the third day. I told you so. It was God's word being made pure in manifestation. Amen. I hope you see that. God's Word was being tried in the person of Jesus Christ as the Lamb of God. And Him being raised on the third day, the Bible says, He was declared to be the Son of God with power according to the spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead. He was being declared the Son of God with power according to the spirit of holiness by the resurrection the dead. From the, de- the resurrection from the dead of Jesus Christ was the declaration of the spirit of holiness that Jesus was the son of God with power. The power he had to lay his life down was the same power he had to raise it up again, John 10 and 18. And Jesus said he had that power because he had the commandment of his father. You see, the power is in obedience. The power of God is in obedience. And you and I, the Bible says, uh, right here in the next verse. Look at that, Romans 1 and 5. By whom we have received grace and apostleship for obedience to the faith among the nations for his name. Look at that. We received grace for obedience to the faith. That's powerful, isn't it? But let's get back to this point I want to bring out today which is this, the only avenue, one and only, no other, the only avenue for holiness which must be being seen, and again, the only avenue for peace, peace with God, holiness. God's holiness offered to men that men must have to get into heaven. you got to be holy. (coughs) His command is be holy. Because I'm holy. Amen. We see that in the Old Testament. We see that in the New Testament. You've got to be holy, not just to get to heaven, but you've got to be holy for men, anybody, to see the Lord through your life. Going to church don't mean anybody's going to see the Lord. You being in ministry don't mean somebody's going to see the Lord. The only avenue for someone to see the Lord is peace and holiness because Hebrews 12 and 14 or 15 right in there somewhere says without it can't no man see the Lord without following after that here's that walk here's that place of being perfected in the what does it say in the fear of God holiness being perfected that means that, that's, why, that's why Philippians chapter 1 tells us that our lives should be becoming the gospel. My goodness. Your life, listen, people shouldn't know that what denomination you are. They should know that you're a follower of Jesus Christ because your life is becoming the gospel. It means the gospel is your words, the gospel is your fruit, the gospel striving together for the faith of the gospel becoming the gospel and let me assure you my preacher friends if your life is supposed to become becoming the gospel then your ministry is supposed to be all wrapped up in the gospel that means you should never be in the pulpit and without the power of the gospel in whatever you are sharing because if the gospel is not entwined in in your message not the word gospel not the word cross at the end of your sermon if the gospel is not the centrality of what you are preaching you are in trouble your ministry is in trouble even when you allow other people to come into your pulpit uh, for whatever fleshly sake that is that does not know this truth then you are allowing an exploitation there and a defrauding there of Of the people of God and we will answer for that as ministers we will we will answer twice as much as 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 the people who are not called by God to be teachers and preachers among the church so it unless men are experiencing the peace they have with God through faith in the sacrifice not 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 saying I believe the cross happened but Understanding you're being delivered by the Holy Spirit to death always. And that which God is working in you is death always. There's never a moment that the Holy Spirit's not working the death of Jesus and your death with Him in you. Because out of that is... Out of that can only flow what we're talking about here this morning or anything else of God out of that death comes the life of Christ and without the life of Christ none of what none of what the Bible says is going to be anything we can participate in We cannot partake of the divine nature unless our faith is in what allowed us to taste first of that divine nature. So my point I want to make out in the last 20 minutes of this teaching session today is that, first of all, no man can see the Lord unless there is a following after of peace and holiness. And number two, the only avenue. Everybody say only. Everybody say exclusive because it is exclusively this way the Bible teaches it. There is no manifestation. There is no experience of. There is no partaking of holiness except through the avenue of righteousness. None. Let's look at Romans chapter 6. Now again, you, you you lose those today who just they don't really care about sound doctrine. They they, they 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 don't they don't care about sound doctrine. They they just want to get in a church and and feel something. But let me tell you something, my friend. If you don't care about sound doctrine, that means you're being led by other spirits. That means. That your flesh is dominating you. The sin nature is dominating you. Most of the church, and I mean most all the church, doesn't even know that if their faith is not consciously and deliberately in the death of Jesus, that they're serving the sin nature unto death, unto no fruit. So in Romans chapter 6, and we learn that in Romans chapter 6. But let's look in Romans chapter 6. And let's look in verse nineteen. If I can get this thing to work this morning, uh, Romans chapter six. It doesn't seem to be uh, participating uh, with me this morning, but we're going to try to keep punching on it here till it works. Uh, a little loving uh, kindness here. Romans six verse nineteen says, "Know ye not?" Th- that's a huge statement right there. And the reason the Holy Spirit has to say that is because we do not know this. We do not. If we know this, we're walking in this. We only walking in what we know. We can't walk in what we don't know because things do not just happen. If they did, we wouldn't need a lot of what's written in the New Testament. Verse, verse. I'm sorry. Verse nineteen. That was verse sixteen. Verse nineteen says that Paul says, "I speak after the manner of men because of the infirmity of your flesh." For as you have yielded your members' servants to uncleanness, he's talking about in the past, and to iniquity unto iniquity, even so now yield your members' servants to righteousness unto holiness. Righteousness is the only thing that is unto holiness. So, If we're going to be found in this process of cleansing ourselves of all filthiness of the flesh and the spirit, then we're going to be found in the perfecting, in holiness being perfected in the fear of the Lord. This ties the fear of the Lord to faith in the sacrifice of Christ. What? Let's read the last part again. Even so now yield that's a heart. This is a place the heart is yielded to. Remember, the fear of the Lord in the fear of the Lord is strong confidence. Amen. That's Proverbs 14, 26, and 27. Watch now. Even so, now yield your members, servants, to righteousness unto holiness. Let's keep reading verse 20 for when you were the servants of sin, and that's the sin nature you were free from righteousness that means you had no way to experience righteousness you were free from it from it not free in it you were free from it and if you were free from righteousness then that means you were free from holiness so if I cannot experience holiness I cannot experience its perfection. And the perfection that God is looking for is in holiness, our separation from the world and it from us. What fruit had you then, verse 21, in those things whereof you are now shamed? For the end of those things is death. What death is that? The death you died with Jesus in his death When he died he, You were crucified with him Because of your faith in his death All those things from the past The Bible says It was the end of those things Because the end of those things Was death Your death with Jesus Watch now But now, being made free from sin, that's the sin nature, that's the noun, not free from acts of sin, but free from its very source, free from the sin nature, and become servants to God, you have your fruit unto holiness, and the end everlasting life. Do you see that the way of the cross is the way of righteousness. When we first believed upon the Lord Jesus Christ, God declared us righteous, robed us in his robe of righteousness, set our feet in a path of righteousness, told us that if we learn to love his righteousness, that he'd fill our hearts with the oil of gladness. He's told us and promised us if we'll seek his righteousness, his kingdom and his righteousness before all things, that he would add everything to our lives that we need. Hallelujah. He's told us these things, he's promised us these things. Glory be to God. Everything is wrapped up around his righteousness, even the access into holiness. Amen. And this place of being perfected. Let's go back and one more time let you see it in verse 19. We're told at the end of verse 19, even so now yield. It's a yielded place. Our flesh does not always want to yield to this truth of Christ and Him crucified and the reality that the Holy Spirit is always delivering me unto death for Jesus' sake. That's 2 Corinthians 4:11 you need to read it and I know most of the church says why are you harp why why are them people always talking about that god is asking the question today to this latter church why are you not always speaking on these things why are you avoiding these things he knows why It's because the lust of our flesh. It's because this is not a money maker. This is not a pew filler. Neither was the cross, my friends. Jesus was forsaken by all. Glory be to God. I want you to know that this message will begin to empty the house. In these last deceitful and deceptive days All these churches man Oh they're filling up and they're filling up I promise you These preachers where their churches are just filling up And oh my goodness And uh, let me assure you That preacher he may be claiming to preach the message of the cross Uh, He may be mentioning the cross But my friend when he starts telling people The scriptural truths that God is only delivering you unto death all always Uh, that means now that means now again that means now that's what he wants you to look at it's the only place your faith is going to work it's the only place you're hidden it's the only place that god chose to make you conformable unto the bible is full of why it's the only place he's delivering you unto for Jesus' sake, so that you can express his life. When that becomes the message and you begin to tell people that the Holy Spirit does not work outside the boundaries or this rule within which Jesus was crucified in Christ, then you, you the uh, oh, no, 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 my friend. People aren't going to be flocking to get there. No, only those who realize sin is the problem and they got a big one. Only those. Oh, my goodness. You better pay attention, my friend. When you see multitudes and multitudes filling up these places, you already know what's not. You might not know what's being preached, but you know what is not being preached because this has never been the message that draws anybody except those who hate their lives. Oh, who hate their lives. I'm not talking about hate your wife and your husband and your kids. I'm talking about you hate that selfish thing that is causing you to be so wretched that the reality is you want to serve God and you see you can't. Oh, glory be to God. Not without faith in the sacrifice. They <laughs> ain't everybody flocking to this message. You show me a church that's got 500 people in it, and the preacher just has this great revelation of Christ and Him crucified. The pews are going to empty, my friend. The, They're they going from 500 to 50. I guarantee it, my friend, because this is not the message of the church today. This is the message that God says is for the church today But this is not what the people of God are hearing If that were the case Then all the ministers Wherever there was a cross-preaching, cross-focused church Oh my goodness That still believed the baptism with the Holy Spirit Is for ever people Ever child of God There would be arms linked together There would be a striving together for the faith of the gospel But that's not the case my friend this competitive spirit proves this competitive spirit all oh, proves that it's not the faith of the gospel we're striving for Oh, but it's our own personal little things that keeps us apart to, instead of allowing the power of the preaching of the cross to bring us together praise be to God hallelujah to the lamb thank you Jesus so let's look at this the only avenue into this perfecting holiness in the fear of God is to be found in this process of bringing forth, bearing forth the fruits of righteousness manifest in our lives through the, av- the one avenue it can take place and that is serving obedience unto righteousness. Back up, Romans six 16. Don't you know That to whom you yield yourselves servants to obey. His servants you are. Now he lists the two avenues. God himself lists the two avenues here that you and I are going to be found in. There is not a third, these two. Whether it's of sin, that's the noun, the sin nature, the old man. You serving him. Unto death, meaning not fruitful, no fruit. Paul found himself here. Paul says, I was alive once without the law. But when the commandment came, sin revived. That's the noun, the sin nature. Revived and I died. What do you think it was that made Jesus Christ tell John to relay the message through the book of Revelation in chapter 3 verse 1 to the church in Sardis? You have a name that you're alive but you're dead the church saved spirit field had a lot of things going on that gave them a name that they were alive but jesus said you're dead because the only place of experiencing life and manifesting life is if we accept the place the Holy Spirit is always delivering us to, which is the death of Jesus. Second Corinthians 4 11. We won't move away from this for the faithful few that God will be able to wake up and stir and bring back to righteousness. Wait, awake unto righteousness, the Bible says in the New Testament, and sin not. Awake unto righteousness and sin not. Hallelujah, because it's, it's, it's t- it, the only avenue. Of being perfected in in God's holiness in the fear of the Lord is by keeping our faith deliberately and consciously in the very object not that God just saved us through but that which he saved us through and that which he is delivering us unto always that right there my friend if that don't prove to you the cross is the answer of God for all things spiritually speaking then nothing else can but it does for those who have ears to hear you see not everybody has ears to hear some people just want to be in a social group where they feel welcomed And and loved and and cared for and, 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 you know, all that stuff. And those are beautiful things, my friend. There's nothing wrong with that. But we've got to get back to sound doctrine. We've got to get back to the place the Holy Spirit is working and moving and drawing and building and Him perfecting holiness in the fear of God, which can only take place within the perimeters. And this is another reason that the Spirit of God always delivers us unto death and that it's death He's working in us is so that we can be found in this cleansing place, cleansing ourselves in this place by faith in Jesus and what He did on Calvary's cross, cleansing ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and the Spirit and perfecting holiness in the fear of God that proves to us I hope you've seen the beauty of it today that all this only exists within the perimeters of your deliberate and conscious faith in the sacrifice of Christ you say well I don't know God can do stuff without this my friend God has chosen not to He can't save you unless you humble yourself and believe from the heart that Jesus died on the cross for your sins. He can't save you outside of that. He's never saved a soul outside of that. He cannot save a soul outside of that because if he did, he would become a respecter of persons, and that's a sin, and God can't lie. And he also cannot by his spirit bring us along the way in this place of holiness being perfected in the fear of the Lord we can't do anything without Jesus John 15 5 nothing he listen if our faith is not in the sacrifice of Christ and we claim that he's doing it through my this or my this or my that or my that me doing something he's not And you can be so sure of it that you'll fight tooth and nail for it, but so do Muslims die for what they believe, and they're very sure of what they believe, but they're surely wrong. They're very sincere about what they believe, but they're sincerely wrong. We read it from the Old Covenant. Let me read it to you again before we close today. Joshua 24 and 14. Now therefore fear the Lord and serve Him in sincerity and in truth. You see, it's the fear of the Lord that brings us into the reality of the experience of what our God has done for us in His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, on Calvary's cross. Where's your value in that? How much do you value that? If if, if we don't realize that's where God is delivering us unto always, then our value of that is going to be less and less and less. But if we accept their very place where he's called us to, not just to save us initially, but to be found hidden in him, to be found striving together for this gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, then if we're beholding what we should be beholding, 2 Corinthians 3.18, that glorious image that we're being changed into as by the Spirit of the Lord, then the value of that which we're being changed into is going to be becoming more and more. You see, that is the avenue of the path of righteousness that he became to us on the cross shines more more. And more until that perfect day. You see. The light of the knowledge. Of the glory of God only shines. In the face. Of the Lord Jesus Christ. That means. Our faith. In the cross. Is where the light shines. It's where the light came on to us. And it's where the light shines from. Exclusively. And that's why. He delivers us to the death of Jesus always. If you're fighting against this truth, you're fighting against God. And I know what it's like to do that. I've done that. But he's patient and he's loving and he's merciful. No, he's not going to change it for you. He's just going to wait on you to accept it and surrender to this truth. Hallelujah. I hope you've been encouraged today. I hope that the Lord has been able to... Penetrate through some of the hazy and maybe dark places that try to surround our hearts that prevent us from just collapsing under the great truth of Jesus Christ and Him crucified. The truth that allows us to come in and be perfected in holiness along this journey until we reach the place where we are like Him when we see Him. I do hope that God has been able to touch your heart today through the truth of the scriptures and it is a very rare place today for the church to be found in they believe a lot of right things and they're hearing a lot of things that are scripturally correct but unless they realize where their faithful Lord is delivering them unto always they won't be learning anything that will bring them to the truth that gives them the experience that they should be having knowledge without experience is just knowledge that puffs us up and divides us praise be to God I love the Lord and I love you and I'm glad you found us on social media help others find these teaching sessions on social media I don't care what denomination they're bound up in I don't care what church they go to everybody everywhere needs to be hearing the truth of Jesus Christ and Him crucified. You can find us every Monday and Friday morning here uh, at 9 a.m. Central Time on Cross Time with Pastor Curtis. If the Lord stirs your heart to be a blessing to this ministry, pray for us. Pray for us. We pray that God would stir your heart and and and, and show this truth to you greater and greater in the days ahead. And I ask you to pray for us because There's great temptations and trials ahead for those who God is bringing back to sound doctrine. Faith and focus in the cross of Christ. And if the Lord stirs your heart to give an offering to Him through this ministry, you can do that simply at thecrosswaychurch.com or you can simply text the word GIVE to the number 903 231 5950 and thank you a special thanks to those this morning who are helping us put 10 expositor study bibles a week into the hands of inmates who are requesting them every single week it takes $40 a bible i would ask you to pray about helping us do that if you use the text to give 903-231-5950 one of the options is there for you to do that. And just think about how glad those inmates are to receive that Bible they're asking for. Praise God. What an opportunity. He loves you. I love you. And I pray his touch be in intervening in every avenue where there's a need in your life today, body, soul, or spirit. God bless you. And I'll see you next time. Until then. Stay determined to know absolutely nothing but Christ and Him crucified. We'll see you then.